All right, everybody, hello, and welcome to a particularly special episode of the ADHD Deep Dive, the show that's not about ADHD, but is filled with proof it exists. My name is David J. Mund. Today's episode features 100% more road trip. Hey, what up? Car podcast, car vlog. Um, I will apologize in advance in that the audio is probably not even remotely as good as it typically is. Uh, right now, my camera is mounted to what I would consider, my family used to call it the oh shit handle, um, the little handle right above the window on the passenger side seat that you can grab for stability. I don't know what it's actually for, um, but yeah, we all called it the oh shit handle because you grab it if you're like, oh shit, you're about to get in an accident or something. Um, so the gorilla pod is mounted to that. The microphone is routed all the way down. I'm actually headed all the way up north today, which I'll get into in just a little bit. But for, for that reason, I have my like laundry basket here full of some laundry that I plan to do while I'm up there. Um, the microphone is resting carefully on top of the laundry basket, which then has my journal on top of it so that the microphone can rest on it for stability. Um, <clears throat> The reason I'm doing it the way that I'm doing it is because it's pretty much the only way I really had time to get a podcast out this week. And last week, um, I didn't have an episode. Um, two weeks ago, I had my episode where I talked about, I think it was called Jobs, Jobs, Jobs. I just talked about the history of my jobs and kind of how I got to where I'm at now doing the work that I'm doing. Um, and in that, I talked about, you know, experiencing burnout that most creatives and most people experience along the way, no matter what they're doing. Um, they've just been going and going and going. Um, anyways, I burned out and I couldn't do an episode the following week. Um, I will occasionally take random weeks off. I think that I'm the one who cares the most. I don't know if y'all care. I'm sure that you are forgiving. I have had a few people reach out and ask me, what's up, David? <laughs> Where the hell's the episode? We need our episode, and I appreciate you for that. Um, but I just need, <clears throat> I needed a week off. Um, and again, I'm more telling myself that than you that. I appreciate your, your empathy. I've really experienced a lot of empathy through this podcast. People have reached out to me. Now, I do understand that a good portion of my audience is friends and family who would support me no matter what, and I appreciate you and love you for that. But when people reach out and just connect and sort of mutually understand my pain. Ergo, give me some empathy. I mean, shit, that's kind of why I'm doing this whole thing in the first place. Um, it, it was my, really, not my only way, but it was the easiest way for me and the most reliable way for me to not just collaborate with different artists and creatives and people and friends in my life. Um, as far as like collaborating goes, but then when I put it out, um, it can resonate with a greater audience who was not there for the conversation. Yes, a lot of it has to do with my innate desire to produce and create and perform. Um, but also like, I don't know what it is quite yet that I'm trying to say as an artist, but as I start to figure that out, it's really good to have feedback along the way. I'm just saying, long story short, I really appreciate you guys for what you have at least given me so far, if not just an ear to hear these episodes. Um, and then whatever you say afterward is just a nice little bonus. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm a little confused about how we're gonna do this overall. Um, but I figured I have a few things that I need to get accomplished today. Um, over the course of this weekend, I guess more so. Um, but I am directly headed up north to CTC, the Career Technical Center, um, to the Digital Media Production Program, which if you're familiar with this podcast or you're familiar with me, I keep saying familiar, and I really, I don't respect myself for that. Familiar, if you are familiar with me or this show or some of the guests that I've had on. Um, I recently had a conversation with my old digital media production instructor, Rich Spicer, who is also the morning uh, radio show host at uh, 107.9 CDY, a radio station up north. Um, I, I keep saying up north. If you're an out-of-state listener, I, I'm talking about, you know, Michigan. Whoa, the gorilla pod is getting loose, people. <laughs> Here we go. We're starting to experience our first technical setbacks, and there's probably so much actually illegal about what I'm doing right now. Um, but, you know, I'm not, like, looking at my phone or scrolling or whatever. I'm just imagining that you are a person sitting in my passenger seat, and this is what it would be like if you were sitting in the car with me. You know, in theory, I would have a better microphone, or you would hear me a little bit better um, because I'm sitting directly next to you. But, yeah, just imagine, folks. You're on a nice little ride with David J. Mund. Um, it's about 10 in the morning. Um, my morning started today about 5. Um, I got up, had a, a little, little smoothie, took a shower, um, got my stuff around. Uh, I took my dogs to my parents' last night. God bless them. I just love them so much for being willing to take my dogs whenever I need them to. I know that there are occasionally times where they are not able to, and fortunately they do express that to me. And, uh, anyways, I just appreciate them for, for watching my dogs as often as they do. It's nice for my dogs to have a sitter that loves them as much as I do. Well, nobody could love my dogs as much as I do, but their grandma and grandpa are close. Um, Anyway, so I took them there last night. Um, this morning, got up about five in the morning, had my breakfast, had my uh, shower. Um, headed over to the plasma donation center. Um, I donate plasma like twice a week. Um, typically at the place that I go to, you can get 45 for your first donation and then $75 for your second donation within a week. So it's a good you know, you get at least an extra hundred bucks, bare minimum, you know, every week. That's kind of nice if you do it. You can do it um, twice within seven days. You can do it a second time after 48 hours. Um, and, you know, A, it's a really good thing to, to get, like, nice extra supplemental income. But B, it's like a, you know, one of the most helpful ways that you can do that. Um, you know, I'm not really here to die on the hill of uh, taking a stand and saying that you should go out and donate plasma or blood or whatever. If you can and are willing, um, it's a it's a great thing to do. Um, if not for the money, just to be helpful and vice versa, you know? If you don't want to... If you're not in it for helpful reasons, you know, it's a nice little extra bit of cash just for something pretty easy. And then it's an excuse to eat something sweet or get Big B coffee afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Okay, so... Um, 
went and donated plasma, hopped in the car. Now I am on my way with all of my video gear, which is currently sitting in the back seat, on my way to go um, to the digital media production class. I don't exactly know what I'm gonna be doing there today. I don't even think that I am gonna be doing, like it's not like, you know, gather round students, listen to an alumni speak about what it's like to be a professional in the industry. Um, I don't think that it's anything like that, but it's possible we might show them my portfolio, my new reel I just cut together, um, which I realize I haven't actually talked about much on this podcast as a place where you can go to check out my work. Um, yes, the old YouTube channel. Actually, let me say up front. If you are listening in the audio version and you would like to see the video version, it is no longer on my youtube.com slash at David J. Mund um, uh, YouTube channel. It is now on its own separate YouTube channel, which I cannot remember exactly what it is. Is it youtube.com slash at David or at ADHD dive or at ADHD dive podcast? Let me look. Well, no, I am not looking. I'm let me, let me cut. After uh, doing some extensive research, which I assure you did not involve me looking at my phone while I was behind the wheel of a motorized vehicle, um, it is youtube.com slash at ADHDeepDive. Um, you can go there, subscribe to see the video version. The David J. Mund channel right now is going to be kind of dormant for a little while which I will kind of sort of get into, which is the exact reason that I'm actually going up north. This DMP stop just happens to be a stop along the way. Uh, but the intention is that the David J. Mund channel will have, I would like to start putting some narrative content up. Um, I would like to start leaning into YouTube shorts a little bit more, um, but not just YouTube shorts as in like just snippets from things that I did, but like I want to start getting better at shooting vertical content, like narrative vertical content. Um, I probably should start re-exploring like acting in a larger capacity because like, if I want to really refocus what this whole creative pursuit was about, not that I'm trying to like force myself or pigeonhole myself into one create, like one specific creative particular field. Sorry, we're passing a loud semi-truck right now. I don't have, I have no idea how good this audio is or is not. So I apologize if it's terrible. This is just the best we could do, folks. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, if I want to start refocusing this um, creative career, I just have to start really doing all of the things that I want to do to the best of my abilities. You know, because right now it's just like, I'm kind of putting out some halfway decent photos and then I'll every once in a while put out a, um, you know, a, a very meaningful podcast to me in particular, I guess. But beyond that, I'm not really doing the short film narrative stuff. I'm not really doing the comedy sketches. I'm not acting, I'm not doing as much fictional writing right now as I'd like to be but I'd like to sort of base some of the fiction that I write in some of the real feelings that I feel. So I'm trying to just find a way to tie both the vulnerable 
atmosphere that this podcast brings for me, um, with the creative side of my brain that wants to tell stories and make people laugh or make people feel things. Um, so yes, along the way, I'm stopping at the digital media production class, but ultimately to help accomplish that goal of making narrative work this weekend, I'm hanging out with my friend Nikolai, who, um, is my former bandmate in the band to live for tomorrow. Uh, he was also on this podcast. I can't remember what episode, but he was, I believe he was one of the first 10 people on the show. Um, long time friend. We've been friends since we were like 12 or 13. Um, anyways, the, the intention is going up there to shoot a short film with him this weekend. Now, uh, I see him as a very talented cinematographer. He seems to know what he's doing behind a camera. And my goal overall in this creative field is to collaborate. I want to make things with other people, right? So here's my opportunity. You've heard me talk plenty of times about how I don't want to even touch the camera, but I have a creative vision that I would like to execute. So in order to do that, half the times, half the time, more, more, well, not even half the time, more than half the time, I, ha I have to be the one touching the camera because if I don't, who else is going to do it? But I'm seeing Nikolai's abilities as a cinematographer and photographer sort of, you know, get better. I'm, see I'm seeing him get much better. Um, and I would like to, as his dear friend, exploit his talents for free. Um, so, uh, basically I've just been chatting with him for the last few weeks about these vague, rough concepts of exploring either, you know, anxiety or grief or guilt or discontent. I'm looking to find ways to explore those emotions in some sort of short, I think, let's use the word thriller, maybe horror. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna end up ultimately doing. I just know that I want, I want to start telling stories that are real to me, but are sort of, well, stories that are fictional and hyperbolized and dramatized and all that, but analogous to things that are real in my life. Um, and so basically I'm just going up there. We're going up, we're going in with this very loose concept and we are truly devoting ourselves to the idea of collaboration, improvisation, saying yes, yes and, or yes and to another person, but you know, understanding also when our first gut instinct idea may not ultimately be what's best for the project. It is an exercise in testing our ability to receive and give criticism or constructive criticism or just tips or input opinions. Um, because it's not really something that either of us get to do much in the cinematic field. We're both, we're both really good at collaborating musically. We've both been in bands for a while, years, most of our lives, I guess. We've both been involved in music for the majority of our lives. 
Um, and we really know how to collaborate with other people in that way. We know how to trade music back and forth. But, you know, that's not all that we want to do, either of us. So we have some rough mood board ideas. And who knows, maybe this may never see the light of day. But it, the, the simple act of doing is just a reminder to ourselves why we even did this in the first place. Like, why we even got into this type of thing in the first place. I mean, him and I have talked about making content for or like this for, like, you know, definitely well over 10 years. Since we were in high school, we were making comedy sketches together on our Sodi bloggies. And, like, on my old YouTube channel, it was just, like, constantly pumping out narrative content, even though it wasn't good. It was, like, once a week, if not more. There was, like, I wrote something. It was funny. It wasn't executed very well. It didn't look good. It didn't sound good. But it made people laugh. Um, or it made people feel things. <laughs> um, we just want to remind ourselves what that's like. And even more so, it would be nice to remind ourselves what it's like to be proud of the work that we do in the first place. So, like, if we put it out, if we put it out, it's because regardless of how we thought it looked or sounded or came across, if it comes out, it's because we were proud of ourselves for doing it. You know, if, I mean, maybe there is a, an avenue in which we're very proud of ourselves, but we just think we could have done better so we don't put it out. But also, like, I'm really tired of doing that as well, where, like, it's not perfection. So I'm not putting it out. I, the, the world will not see this project because it is not exactly what I imagined when I conceptualized it. Because that's just shooting myself in the foot. And perhaps it's, you know, taking a experience away from another person who could have resonated with a piece of art that I make. Um, and wouldn't that be horrible, right? If nobody saw the thing that they needed to see to feel better because I was too insecure about, I don't know, my face, my voice, my eye bags, my coffee-stained teeth. Who knows? I'm passing a truck now that's riddled in bullet holes. I kind of like this car vlog podcast style thing. Um, usually I'm listening to podcasts, um, or, you know, just listening to the same two Blink-182 albums that I listen to just about every fucking day. Um, I actually deleted Spotify for a little bit because I was like, dude, all you're doing is listening to the same albums day after day after day after day. You can't, like, expand your musical tastes a little bit. And I was like you know, going through a period of just, like, obsessing over a few podcasts. So, since I recognized I wasn't gonna <laughs> listen to anything new yet, um, I just deleted Spotify and then, you know, or Spotify mobile off my phone, so I wasn't paying for it anyway. And then about a month or two went by, and I was like, man, I really miss listening to those same two Blink-182 albums. <laughs> and so I bought... Spotify again. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. I do listen to a couple of Blink-182 albums way more often than one should, but I, I, I have a 
pretty diverse palette of music. Um, I know that I really just come across like I, I listen to pop punk exclusively, but I would say pop punk is maybe the genre I listen to least. Um, certainly I'm always listening to Blink-182 because they just, I don't know, people have this false impression. Now, to, to a certain degree, they are still the, uh, the joke, the jokey guys, the funny punk guys who always make jokes about dicks and butts. And, you know, to, to a certain extent, they'll always be those guys and I get it. And that's a little off-putting to some people. It's not really their cup of tea. But musically, that's not really what they do anymore. I mean, they, they do have the occasional song that comes out that's like a joke. Um, I mean, literally on one of their more recent albums, there was a song called Built This Pool where the entire song was, the lyrics were, I want to see some naked dudes. That's why I built this pool. That's the whole song. And I get it. For some people, that's not, <laughs> that's not appetizing. Um, but that is not all that they do. They have become one of the most progressive, alternative pop, punk, rock, bands out there today. And I know that people had some issues with the Matt Skiba years. But you can go F yourself, brother. I think we learned a lot about what music could be or what Blink-182 could be during those years. And I know I'm only talking to like one or two people right now. And if you've turned this episode off because you can't handle the pop punk Blink-182 news, that you're most likely to get week after week from here on out now that they have reunited and have plans to release new music over the next few weeks and months. What was I saying? I don't... Just, uh, I have a diverse palette of music. <laughs> I don't just listen to Blink-182. Um, Okay, why don't we get into a few things that I kind of wanted to do today. Um, I put out a few prompts on social media, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks, on the Snapchats, and I basically just asked you what quote or lyric, or what is a quote or lyric that means a lot to you? I was not particularly specific you did not have to pull from a song or a genre or a poem or a book or a movie. Uh, all right, here's a real test because now I'm about to pass a few police officers. And if they see this, it's possible because I, I don't know if this is legal. Nah, 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 nah. I think we're good because they're actually helping somebody right now. They weren't just like chilling there. Anyways, um, I asked you for a quote or a lyric that meant a lot to you, and I wrote some of them down, and they're chilling on a piece of paper right next to me. So let's uh, go over a few now, shall we? All right, y'all. If you're watching the video version, see that skull? See this? This is not a punk house. It's a punk home banner. All of these things are available at catandcrew.com. That's right. They're the first sponsors. Catandcrew.com. Enter the promo code MONDAY. Monday, M-U-N-D-A-Y, to receive 10% off of your final purchase. You can get those koozies, you can get banners, you can get earrings, you can get coasters, you can get skull planters. I think it's really cool that they decided to um, give ADH Deep Dive listeners an exclusive deal. 
Um, because, you know, it's cool that we're building a little audience here and that you guys get to have some uh, sort of special perks that nobody else gets. Um, so if you aren't familiar with it yet, go to catandcrew.com, enter the promo code MONDAY, M-U-N-D-A-Y, at checkout, get 10% off your final order. Uh, okay. Back to the show. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure what all of these quotes are from, and I did not even, I didn't even think that it was necessarily relevant to look up who these quotes were from, because if they resonate with you, or if they resonated with anyone, it doesn't really matter, right? Unless, like, I don't know, unless there's, like, a quote that says, like, sunflowers are beautiful, and that's why I'm a sunflower. And we find out that it was, like, Pol Pot or something. Then I would understand, maybe I should have done my research. Hopefully nobody quoted Pol Pot or Genghis Khan, perhaps an Adolf um, H. Um, okay, so the first quote that I thought was actually, you know, painfully relevant. Um, I'm much too young to feel this damn old. I'm much too young to feel this damn old. That's a quote that Jeff sent in. Um, I mean, I, I, maybe we'll break down each one. Again, I, I don't know who said this. I can only talk about how it makes me feel, and it makes me feel seen, that's for sure. I'm 28 years old. I will be 29 in June. And if there is anyone older than that, they'll say, oh, you're, you're a little baby, you just wait. If you're three years older than me or 50 years older than me, you're gonna say the same thing. Like, you don't know pain, you don't know age until you're my age. Well, I'll know it soon. Okay, so shut up. I'm getting there. And right now, yeah, I feel old. But I know I'm not. And I know that has a lot to do with just the world at large right now. The economy is fucked. Global affairs. Every single continent has some sort of scuffle on it. Um you know, dare I say, we're stepping into, if not already in some sort of soft World War III. I just lived through a global pandemic, two once-in-a-lifetime recessions, um, or once-in-a-quarter, whatever. Two recessions, housing market collapse, terrorist attack on American soil, um, Gun death after gun death after gun death after gun death after mass shooting after mass shooting. A 20-year war in Afghanistan. And the turn of a millennia. And I'm not even 30. Other things that I'm sure I didn't list there that are insane that we're experiencing on a nearly day-to-day basis. I am too young to feel this damn old. And I do, listen, let me, we're gonna kick it back to the actual like physical side of things. I do yoga every single day, every day, so that I don't feel the way that I do. But now I'm at a point where like, if I don't do it, I'm in such excruciating crippling pain that like, I have to do it now to get through it. And it's now like a reminder that like, 
my body is breaking down and if I am not continually managing it and keeping it in check, I mean, shit, guys, I'm going through another weight gain cycle right now. And I haven't really talked about it much on the podcast. I did talk about it in one episode. I have a really, um, sure, let's use the word dangerous history with weight and weight fluctuation, gaining massive amounts of weight and losing massive amounts of weight quickly, being much too heavy and being much too skinny. Um, And right now I'm on a climb back up. I can't do it again. I can't go over 200 pounds again. And this is not, this is, uh, maybe I do have to be careful about what I say because I'm not trying to like call anybody out who's above 200. Everybody, we are, not just you, but me as well, I have to acknowledge, you are okay in the skin you are in. I am okay in the skin I am in. I am worthy of love at 300 pounds, 900 pounds, 55 pounds. Um, However, I know how I feel when I start letting my weight get out of hand, and I just don't want to feel that. So, just things I'm keeping in check. Um, So, yeah, uh, I mean, there you go. There's a quote. I'm much too young to feel this old. Um, Here's one that Lorene sent in that I'm sure, I'm not sure, but... I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, nobody said it was easy. But no one ever said it would be this hard. Um, I said I wasn't going to say that who quoted it, but that's The Scientist by Coldplay. Um, and it's true. I mean, I don't really need to break that down. I, I guess that's kind of self-explanatory, but in the same way that, like, I'm too young to be this damn old, like... I did not know. (laughs) And how could you know? And how could one know that life is kind of excruciatingly difficult? Um, It is manageable. It, It can be navigated gracefully. But it is extraordinarily difficult. Um, And I was never under the impression that life was this cakewalk that like I would just be cruising through life rolling in dough happy as can be but I didn't know I would be as sad as I am as often as I am I did not realize I would be as broke (laughs) as I tend to be as I still am discontent Um, and these are me problems. Don't get me wrong. This is not, this is not the world's problem. The world didn't do this to me. I just didn't know it was going to be this hard. So there goes Coldplay. Um, let's see. Which one? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Here's a good one. Uh, it's actually from my cousin. She says, some would say having a mental breakdown is a negative thing. On one hand, I agree. On the other, it was the push I needed. That is also extremely relatable, at least in my life. 
Um, I've referenced it a few times. Don't get me wrong. I've had a few mental breakdowns in my life. <laughs> um, I, I, I may be due for one soon. Who knows? Um, the biggest of which, however, was when I lived in New York City and I was seconds away from killing myself, from jumping off of a roof that I, of the apartment complex that I lived on, that I lived at. And um, that was a mental break. I went, when I decided that I wasn't going to do it, like when I stepped down, I, I was just, I, I mean, I dissociated, I completely detached from my body. I bawled for hours on the roof of my apartment. Um, but it was the push I needed, right? It just, you know, it's heartbreaking to think that anybody gets to a point where they believe that taking their own life is the only option. Um, and I would like to quickly acknowledge both sides, but I feel like I will take a side ultimately in this uh, conversation here. There is a side of people who say that committing suicide, taking your own life, is a selfish act because when you do it, you don't understand the pain that you leave behind. And for the people that hurt as a result of someone committing suicide, I get that. I get that instinct to want to say that. But as a person who nearly killed myself, I I have to push back in saying that the reason I thought I was going to kill myself is because I had this voice in my head saying that everyone else would be better off without me. That I have made everyone else's life around me harder than it would be if I were not in it. So a lot of people make that decision selflessly by thinking that it is an act of grace, that by killing themselves, they are eliminating the burden of their family members who need to check in on them all the time or help them or their friends who need to bail them out or give them money or, um, you know, when you're depressed, and you're always leaning on your friends or family and you're always crying to them or complaining to them or venting to them. Even if they're the healthiest, most receptive people, like they're not therapists. And we recognize in our brains as depressed people that like, we can't keep doing this to our friends because they've got their own shit. And if I just continue to spew all my like toxic, suicidal nonsense into their ear, they might catch the bug. And in this town that I grew up in, actually, um, it was a bug. It was an infectious disease. The thought brain, or the, the, the thought, the thought disease, thought virus, mind virus of depression and suicide. Because it was such a tight knit community of people who were trauma bonding and dealing with depression, one person would commit suicide 
And that would therefore start a chain reaction of people who would commit suicide or accidentally overdose or drink themselves to death or get drunk and drive and then die in an accident. Um, I'm just saying committing suicide is a, I won't say it's a selfless act, but it is typically rooted in good intention that like, it's not always I'm too sad to go on. That's a big part of it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not always I'm too sad to go on. Sometimes it's, I can't keep hurting people or their lives will be easier without me. Therefore I must go. Um, and wow, I, that, that I got somewhere. I didn't think I was going to go there. Um, on the more positive side, I suppose, if you get to that ledge and you step down from it, or you load that gun, I don't, I don't need to go through different methods of suicide. I'm just saying, if you approach that cliff and then step back from it, you walk away with a, a huge lesson, or at least a better understanding of the fragility of life that like when I was on the roof looking down at the busy street traffic of Brooklyn, New York that I was about to jump into when I was so when that almost happened and then I stepped back I was suddenly closer to death than I had ever been in my entire life. And I know there's some reflection, there's some wisdom gained from that. I don't necessarily know that I can articulate what that wisdom is or what insight I gained. I do know now the pain that that would cause others. I do know now how long that pain would linger in some of my friends' lives and my parents' lives and my family's lives. Um, so I suppose I learned something. You can learn something from tragedy. From all trauma comes some sort of wisdom. And yeah, um, sometimes it's gotta be a mental break in order to get that wisdom. It's unfortunate, but I think we can get something positive out of that, right? Okay, and I am actually rapidly approaching my destination, um, which means we should probably start wrapping up the podcast here soon. Um, I'll probably have to edit this tonight, honestly, to be quite frank with you. Um, it's Friday, 10.45 a.m., Friday, April 14th. This podcast will come out Monday 17th? The 17th? Excuse me. Um, 18th? I don't know. Monday. Come on. The Monday after the... The Monday after April 15th. 14th. What is today? <laughs> what is time? Um, let me, let me toss a little quote out there. Only because I thought of it and I thought it would be really funny. Um, well, not funny, but 
I would like to tell you what my senior quote was. Um, it was, you could probably make a guess, it was a lyric from a Blink-182 song um, from a song called Snake Charmer. And the lyric is, he was the first to go in search of the great unknown. That was it. He was the first to go in search of the great unknown. That was the lyric. That was my senior quote. Um, on one hand, you could say, I just wanted a Blink-182 line in there that didn't include the words shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, or twat. Okay? Did not want to get in trouble in that way, to have my diploma stripped from me. I was already a super senior. I was looking for a way out. But I also wanted a Blink-182 quote for my, my senior, or Blink-182 lyric for my senior quote. So, um, he was the first to go in search of the great unknown. I don't know ultimately what that means in my life long term, but I do know that I am in the search for something that I do not quite yet understand. I am looking for something that I don't know what it is. I'm having a hard time finding what I don't know how to look for in the first place. Have I gotten the analogy through enough? Um, but I will be the first to go in search of that great unknown. Because when I find it, I can leave with a little bit of pride. I don't know. I'm not trying to fucking... I'm not... I I feel like I'm breaking this down in a bit of a douchey and prophetic way. And now the camera's starting to get loose now that I'm finally pulling up to my final destination. I think it's time to call it. Uh, This has been an interesting experiment. Let me know what you think. Um, I apologize for the audio if it was not great. We can maybe figure out some workarounds. Maybe this becomes some sort of, like, vlog excursion beyond just the podcast. Um, It just so happened to be that I had a long drive ahead of me, so the podcast worked out. But I am here now. So I will be the first to go in search of the great unknown, but collectively, we've all got to just keep going. Keep going. Okay? Thank you for listening to the ADH Deep Dive. I love you. And I'll see you next week. I think. I hope so. I'll see you on the next episode.